The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Chadville, it's 206 on this Monday. Ah, I was going to say Monday morning. It's Monday afternoon. It's Jaylen Nye flying solo today. Andrew is away. He'll be back next week. Lots to get to today. We'll uh, we'll talk with uh, Rob Roach over at ATB Financial. He wants to talk about the province's natural gas sector, so we'll touch on that just after the 3.30 news. Um, at 3 o'clock, we'll check in again with Dale Wishwan, one of the one of the minority owners in the Golden Knights Hockey Club. As you know, Game 4 goes tonight. You can listen live right here on 6.30, Ched. Um, they're trying to win tonight. They've dropped two straight. They're gunning for that win on home ice. So we'll talk to Dale again, get a check-in from him. Really looking forward to talking with Tristan Hopper from the National Post about the seemingly controversial zipper merge that no one seems to do in the city of Edmonton. So we're going to talk about that. He wrote a column uh, about it recently saying that, you know, our, the stubborn refusal to zipper merge is dangerous and slower. So we'll touch on that. But first, I want to start the afternoon with a movement that is growing across the country. More and more communities are reducing or banning single-use plastics. Now, Montreal banned plastic bags earlier this year. Victoria has a similar bylaw that starts next month. Vancouver, it recently voted to uh, ban straws and plastic cups. Now, Ward 8 uh, City Councilor Ben Henderson plans to introduce a motion this week or next week actually to find out how other communities are doing this and that's some welcome news to Melissa Gorey with Waste Free Edmonton. Melissa joins us this afternoon. Hey Melissa. Hey there. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time. So we're seeing more and more uh, communities do this. I suspect that you would have liked to have seen Edmonton get this ball rolling uh, a while back. But uh, do you consider this good news that Councillor Henderson is is looking at at least exploring the idea? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Councillor Henderson tried uh, starting this this issue back in actually 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, he tried to get a bag bylaw and it it ended up not going anywhere uh, much. So um, he's doing it again 10 years later. I think it's a very different time, as is mentioned in the beginning of the story. Other places in, in Canada are really picking up and realizing that we need to address this issue. And so, yeah, would I love Edmund to have been one of the first ones? Sure. <laughs> but now is still a great time, and let's get the research done, and let's get going with actually enacting real meaningful measures to, to reduce plastic pollution in the city. Melissa, what do you think has changed over the past 10 years? I think a, a fair bit of, of things have changed. I think one of the main things, though, is just the awareness in the public of the impact of, of plastic. Um, you know, it's really becoming a, a glut in the environment where we're seeing, you know, research showing by 2050 there's going to be more plastic than fish in the ocean. Mm. There's seeing, you know, the, the, the images of the sea turtles that mistake the plastic bags for jellyfish and, and consume them and the birds that are just full of plastic. Yeah. And so I think those kind of images get people to realize, oh man, like we need to take action. And every time I, I, I go to the Starbucks and I get a disposable cup or I, I go to the grocery store and I get my, you know, five plastic bags, um, those things have an impact and they're impacting our environment. They're also potentially impacting our health because they're realizing the impact of, of microplastics when the plastic degrades and gets into our, our, our systems and our even our bloodstream. 
So and it's also an economic cost, I think we're realizing too, that people want to just recycle out of out of this problem. Mm-hmm. But we can't recycle ourselves out of this. We need to do source reduction and stop become stop being such a throwaway, disposable society. Now you know I what was it today and it got me thinking about why I wanted to talk to you today. There was that story out of Thailand today that a whale had died. Um, marine experts say it had swallowed more than eighty plastic bags. Um, and I know you know, we can see, we talk about that footage that um, we're seeing more and more of and just how horrendous it is, all the plastics, all the all the junk, all the waste that's in our oceans. And then you hear about these animals that are dying. And I, and I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of that is really starting to, um, you know, play on people's minds when when looking at this. How difficult, though... And maybe you can tell me, based on other cities, I mean, is the is the banning the plastic bags or the the um, the um, what do you call them straws? Is that has it been difficult to do in other cities? Well, the thing is, is that especially the the bag issue, there's bag laws in over a hundred other jurisdictions across yeah. the world. It seems kind of novel to us in a way, but it's really not. We're behind the eight ball, and even Fort McMurray has had a ban in place since 2010. Um, so. It, and the evidence is showing is that it's working. We're seeing 60 to 90 percent reductions in the amount of single-use plastic bags, yeah. whether it's a ban or a surcharge or a fee. And so, you know, like with anything new, there's going to be some resistance, but the evidence is that it works. And people get on board, and I've heard anecdotally from many people, even up in Fort Mac, who say, yeah, you know what, it's not a big deal now. I just remember to bring my bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would the bags be replaced with paper bags, or do you use the ones that um, that you just bring back and forth all the time, the reusable ones? Yeah, I think we really need to get to a place where we're, we're not relying on these disposable single-use items, and we're relying on sustainable-sourced, reusable material, mm. right? And so we have our couple of bags that we keep with us at our door, and then when we know we're going to go shopping, we have them with us. Or keep them in the back of your vehicle. Yeah. Um. You know your reusable mug. It it is an extra step to think about, but it's just shifting. You know, a, a, a small change that you know we never used to be this way. Never used to be this disposable society. Um. And so if we can just take that one extra measure, um, it will make a really big difference. Like you say, when you think about those the whales and all these other species, mm-hmm. it makes a huge impact on a whole bunch of other species. We're not the only ones on this planet. Melissa, how have you changed things in your world over the years to get away from single-use items? Um, you know, it's been a bit of a process, and I am by no means perfect. I think <laughs> part of it is there's so much overpackaging, and you know, you go down the grocery store aisles, and it's yeah, I get depressed to be honest. It's overwhelming. It's like, other than sourcing things out of my own garden directly, <laughs> it, it can be extremely overwhelming. But I do what I can where I can. And like I said, we, we have actually a kit in our, in our vehicle, in our, on our, in our bike system, is that we have, like, to-go containers and stuff like that. That's a big thing. Whenever we eat out, we bring our own containers, and we ask them to put them in those containers. Or if we know we're going to for a big meal and we're going to have leftovers, we have one with us because wow. it's just... Yeah, but it's just this one tiny extra step, but once you get used to it, it just becomes second nature because the guilt that I have when I, I see myself putting something in the garbage or even recycling, which a lot of plastic isn't actually recyclable, especially now with the way the markets are going. Mm-hmm. Um, the guilt the guilt that I feel <laughs> um, it spurs me on to, to take that extra step. You know what? I would never even think to bring, you know, my own little piece of whatever to take my, uh, my, my leftover food from a restaurant home with. I, I would never have even thought of that until you mentioned it. Yeah, we get some weird looks sometimes, yeah. and you know what? It, it starts a conversation, and once one person does it, it, it becomes, 
you know, other people think about it. And once, you know, it kind of takes a shift in, in the whole mindset, right? So. Now, there's, um, and we've seen it uh, across uh, North America as well, this move to ban straws. And it's been it's been happening in some local restaurants. Some local restaurateurs have just started doing it on their own, uh, which is really, really great news. But you know, give us the background on the straws as well. Is it pretty much the same thing as far as um, how long it takes for them to break down and the damage that they're doing as well? Well. Yeah, and this gives me a chance to do a little plug for our campaign that we're running right now at uh, lastforedmonton.ca, where we're asking businesses to go straw-free for at least a day on July 14th. And if you know any, please get them to get in touch with us, and we're happy to promote them and, and try it for a day and maybe forever. Um, because, yeah, straws are one of those things where it's a small item, but because it's so small and lightweight, it travels very easily and gets into the waterways and gets into, you know, we see that horrible the video of the turtle yes. uh, with the, the straw being pulled of its nose. And it, it's, it's a really big piece. It's actually usually in the top 10 list of items that they find on cleanup. Mm-hmm. And we use about 57 million straws per day in Canada, Isn't which that is else? an insane amount. Are there reusable straws? Yeah, there are actually. I've actually seen recently online a lot of people posting to our, our Facebook page these different options, like these collapsible little ones that you can have on a keychain or in your purse. If you really love straws, me personally, I don't, I know I have a mouth and I know there's some <laughs> that I use my mouth. Um, some people have a disability and that's a fair thing. Yep. You need to have straws on request for people like a non-plastic options. But yeah, if you love your straws, there are things you can buy to have your reusable straw with you, glass, metal, what have you. So. Now, on the weekend, um, Waste Free Edmonton was, we, we were up at, um, which park was it? Uh, Dawson uh, Park. Dawson. You were at Dawson yeah. Park. Are you doing a cleanup up there? What'd you find? Um, we found, I would say, the majority of it was plastic stuff. Um, it's shocking to me, still plastic bags, even though the snow melt has gone down. And it's been about a month since that's happened. We're mm-hmm. still seeing them floating around. Uh, we did see some straws. Just a lot of little pieces of plastic, like little uh, lids from from bottles and stuff like that. And then some other larger items. Actually, one person actually found near a bridge um, an old hard drive for a computer. So oh it runs the gamut, but yeah. the majority is plastic. You know what, Melissa, what do you say? And I'm getting some texts coming in say, yeah, like, for sh- like, like plastic bags from Edmonton are a real problem in our oceans. Come on. What do you say yeah, to those I- people? Yeah, and I think it's a thing where people think, oh, you know what, it's, it's fine. It's just I put it in the garbage and it's, it's not an issue. But the reality is, like, I was actually driving down the street one day, and it was a windy day, and I saw, I counted eight plastic bags rolling down just one city street because yeah. they'd probably been put in the garbage, but they floated out. And it's actually a problem for municipalities to keep that stuff down, even when it's in the landfill, mm-hmm. because it's so buoyant. And, yeah, things travel. I see when the snow melted, I went down to the River Valley, I counted 20-some plastic bags just in my view. Hmm. Um, that have been sitting there, and then where are they going to end up? They're rolling into the river valley, yeah. And rivers lead into oceans, and uh-huh. so, and you know what? Even if we don't, we're even if that plastic bag isn't ending up in the ocean, there's still a whole bunch of other reasons why we need to transition away, and we're still having impacts to local wildlife in our river valley that we care about, and there's also the health issues like related to microplastics breaking down and getting into our water and our food. What so, are microplastics? So essentially, what. Yeah, I know. It's a thing that's kind of a bit sexy right now. People are talking about it yeah. and becoming aware. Um, it's really the fact that plastic never fully degrades. And so you get these teeny, teeny, tiny, like, microscopic particles. Um, and they end up in the water. They end up being consumed by, by fish and other animals. And so they've actually done studies and found that uh, I think over 80% of our water samples, whether it's bottled water or tap, have microplastics. Huh. It's in our honey. It's in our beer. It's in our salt. 
So we are essentially, all the plastic that we think we're just throwing away, it is coming back. Hmm. It's boomeranging back into our bodies, and the health implications are still to be determined. Melissa Gorey from Waste Free Edmonton joining me on the phone this afternoon. We're uh, kicked off this conversation because Councillor Ben Henderson looking at trying to, well, trying to find out more information about how to possibly implement um, a single use plastics ban in Edmonton. He tried about 10 years ago. Other cities around North America are certainly, certainly doing that right now. What are these things I've been hearing about in some of the, um, the body washes as well? Those little, is it microbeads? Yes. What's going on with that? Same thing. Yeah, and that's another thing. And I think actually the federal government is taking action on that, which is great. And other jurisdictions, I think the EU has, has banned these microbeads. Yeah, they're in our body lotions. They were in some toothbrush toothpaste. And so you're getting these little things stuck in your teeth and it actually caused uh, problems for your dental health. Oh, so it's, it's a related thing. Um, but it's one of those things where I think microbeads, people have woken up and been like, oh, man, we need to stop this right now. Yeah. Um, why are we putting tiny pieces of plastic in the stuff we put on our bodies and our system? But I think the transition to make the connection to microplastics from the plastics we use in our everyday life and these single-use items, I think that's the transition that people need to make, that connection that people need to make um, to think about when they're, when they're purchasing these items and, and throwing them away. So at the G7 Leader Summit uh, in Quebec this week, the Prime Minister uh, wants G7 leaders and that to include um, the signing of an anti-plastics charter, setting international targets to cut down on the use of plastics. And there are some groups saying that this country should aim to recycle 85% of plastics by 2025. 85%. Is that feasible, do you believe? We can't recycle ourselves out of this problem. <laughs> um, right now, we're having less than 10% of, of plastics being recycled. Um, a large portion of the plastics that are produced are either not recyclable or very difficult to recycle. And so I think we get this, this system where we think, oh, we get a good feeling when we put something in the recycling bin, like we're doing a good job. And recycling is an important part of the fight. But that should be the last resort after we do the source reduction. Because we're just we're seeing with China closing their borders too, right? That you have there's one thing to be able to recycle it, and another thing to have a market for it. And so we need to be cognizant of those factors when we think about trying to recycle ourselves out of this problem. Because we really we really can't. We're producing so much yeah. that we just can't keep up too, right? No. It's just it's, it's too much. So Melissa, some people are calling BS on the 57 million straw number thrown away in Canada every day. Some saying that number is 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 got to be wrong. I don't. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I'm not the one who, who created that statistic, <laughs> so I couldn't really speak to that. But I do know, you know, anecdotally, when I doing the cleanup and when I just walk around my neighborhood when the snow melts, I I actually was surprised. I never used to really look for straws, and now yeah. I'm, I'm like, wow, they're they're actually quite a lot. It's one of the top num- like tw- top items I see littering our landscape. Yeah. And you so. know what? It's one of those things I'm hearing a lot of people talking about right now in straws, and I know there's been a number of um, resorts too that don't offer straws anymore, whether you're in Mexico or Cuba, wherever it is. Um, there was one uh, place that we were at not too long ago in Mexico that said, no, no straws, we're not doing that. Um, and so, you know, I find it interesting, and again, I find there's some restaurants, local restaurants that are taking on this no straw thing, you know, the last straw uh, campaign that you're pushing. Uh, as well that you're supporting as well now is there a petition still going on somewhere that people can sign yeah we do we so for the, the that's kind of how we all with this started our way for edmonton started was with the petition at the change.org petition online and we have over 7500 signatures and we're also working to collect uh, hard copy signatures 
to, to bring forward to the city to show that Edmontonians support uh, this issue. So if anyone wants to get involved, we, we're always looking for hands to help get more signatures. Um, and then, yeah, and then we also, like I said, the, the straw campaign is something that we're working on as well with businesses. And, yeah, and you're right, the, you know, whether it's $57 million or higher or lower, the point is, is that it's too much. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it's something that we just don't need. And I think most people don't even really think about. They just It's a default that's given to them, and they yeah. might use it for a second and stir their drink and then put it down, and it has a life of mm-hmm. three seconds. Yeah. So, you know, whatever the number is, it's too much, and it's it's an easy easy one one way to get rid of some of the plastic that we have floating around in the system. Melissa Gorey with Waste Free Edmonton. Melissa, the website, wastefreeedmonton.ca for more information. Yeah. All righty. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it. Oh, it was great. Thank you so All much. All right. Take care again, Melissa Gorey from Waste Free Edmonton. The the website is wastefreeedmonton.ca. Have heard a lot of those numbers about um, about the straws recently. We've seen more and more uh, restaurants right across North America saying, no, we're not going to use the straws anymore. You can ask for them in some cases, but for the most part, a number of them aren't going to offer them at all. So what do you think? Could you give up the plastic bags or have you already have? Do you carry around those um the recycle not the recyclable you know the ones uh, um the bags you know what I, I don't have them i don't i use plastic bags all the time and that has to change i know we have a stash of them in the house and it's rather quite embarrassing in the top corner of the pantry uh, but i see people going to the grocery store and using those bags they open it up put them all in there and off they go and i'm wondering how many of you are actually doing that uh, you can get a hold of me anytime at 496-0063 you can text me at 630, 630. Thanks for all your texts coming in at 630, 630. Just uh, reading an article done by uh, the CBC Television out of their technology and science uh, reporting. Um, and uh, it was interesting because they're talking about uh, what was picked off you know, the scale of the problem. So listen to this. More than 330,000 pieces of plastic and foam waste were picked off 2,800 kilometres of Canada's shoreline by volunteers during beach cleanup events last year. That included 17,654 straws, the ninth most common item found during the cleanup supported by OceanWise and uh, the World Wildlife Foundation Canada. Worldwide, 409,000 straws and stirrers were picked up in beach cleanups around the world in 2017. That's from Ocean Conservancy. Um, On the text line this afternoon, Jay, getting a little tired and poorer living in Canada with all these special fees and bans that we sign up for if the rest of the world is not going to get involved, then maybe we should think twice before we're forced to spend more and more of our hard-earned money, i.e. the carbon tax we're paying through the nose and our neighbours USA decided not to. Uh, This one says straws are the new plastic bag. They aren't going anywhere. However, businesses will soon ask you if you want one and charge you five cents. We got ripped off on bread for years, plastic bags for years. Now with straws, straws aren't going to go anywhere. You're just going to start paying for them. Stop the madness. Uh, 56 million wasted a day. No way. Do you throw away a couple straws today? Probably not. Um, And I wonder how many of you actually have straws at home. We do have some straws at home. But I'm thinking the, uh, the restaurant industry, obviously, um, would be a big one. We used to be, uh, this one's from Camrose, we used to have paper bags and paper straws and wood stir sticks, all renewable and disposable. Maybe it's time to go back there. 
I try my best to avoid using plastic bags, but need to get better. I would be 100% in favor of getting rid of straws and taking more steps towards eliminating bags, says this texter. Until we do it, there will always be excuses why we can or why we won't. Uh, No more plastic bags, kind of like getting rid of ashtrays in vehicles. Now I'll have no garbage bag in the car. Uh, Lots of texts coming in. Thank you. for them all, how about this one? The restaurant where I work stopped using straws, but then started using skip the dishes and brought in six different shapes and sizes of plastic takeout containers. Yeah, she was talking about those as well. Um, I admire what she's trying to do with the plastic, and I fully support it. Having said that, the uh, uh, this person says the stats are that 93 of the plastics trash in the ocean comes from 10 rivers in Asia and Africa. North America doesn't make the list at all. And then someone says, I have a mouth that's very condescending challenger. I'm not going to challenge her. I didn't find it condescending whatsoever. She does have a mouth. And really, you you probably don't need a straw if you have a mouth. It's 2.30. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.